Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to kind of give you a heads up, kind of like a trigger warning that we do talk about eating disorders in this episode. So if this is something that might trigger you or might make you feel uncomfortable, I just want to give you a heads up uh, that we go pretty in depth about it, um, probably kind of mid to late episode. So um, I just want to give you guys that heads up so that everybody feels safe and uh, prepared. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. Our quote of the day, when you share your story, you give permission to others to share theirs. That is from Melissa Wood Tepperberg. She is our guest today. Welcome back, Hill Squad. Very excited to be back with you guys. Coming to you from the West Coast. I don't know if I have to say that anymore. West Coast, West Coast. I think now you guys know. Yeah, I think they know. Okay, cool. So I'll stop saying that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be chatting with Melissa Wood Tepperberg, a.k.a. Melissa Wood Health, uh, about how to be comfortable in your own skin. Don't we all need a little bit of that? Yes, ma'am. And how to truly and authentically love yourself. Ooh. That's a deep subject I think a lot of us need help with. Whether we really have like searched and figured it out or not, 
um, we do. Plus, of course, we're going to talk about fitness and her secrets and hacks to staying on track with our wellness goals. Um, I'm very excited to chat with Melissa because she has kind of the same mentality about kind of diet and fitness and all of that as me. And if you read my book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, which I just realized as I was looking over there at the shelf, we have two different versions of it. One says at the top, from the best-selling author of The Every Girl's Guide to Life, because that was the first printing. Right. And then when it went to reprint because it made New York Times bestseller, then it says New York Times bestseller at the top. Oh, funny. It's the first time I've ever noticed that. (laughs) Well, look at you. Yeah. Hey. So, um, and that's, you know, I lost 40 pounds years ago and it took 11 and a half months. And the way I did it was I just made teeny little adjustments that accumulated over time. And along with the adjustments in food and exercise, I also was changing my little brain rather than thinking, I used to think like, I need to eat everything now because I might not get chance later. Do you do that? I think I was going to say yes, but not necessarily now as much as I did when I was like constantly running around. Like here, it's like I can bring my lunch. I can bring my like I have stuff in past jobs when I was like constantly on the go. Yes. It was like, OK, I got to I got to have 14. I used to have like 14,000 granola bars in my car just in case of emergency. Like I don't do that anymore. I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. yeah well, you have a more fine. of a routine now right. that right. you're you feel safe and you know, I have a refrigerator in the house. <laughs> exactly. And if you're starving, I have food. Right. Um, but I used to feel like that where I'm like, I have to eat now because I may never get a chance mm-hmm. to again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to change kind of how I thought yeah. And I had to really remind myself that, Maria, we live in America. We live in a country where there's food everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you are hungry, you can stop pretty much anywhere yeah. very quickly and get something <laughs> if you're hungry. So don't feel like you need to scarf it all down now. I'm not a squirrel. We're not like getting ready for winter. <laughs> I think a lot of people have that problem though. Like I, I know my sister used to be that way too. Erica would like literally be terrified that she was never going to, I'm like, girl, it's good. We're like, we're going to go somewhere and we can always stop. But I, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And I wonder where that comes from. I know. Cause I wasn't an only child. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. I, oh shit, I actually have it wrong. What I was trying to say is sometimes when you have like a, a large family, yes. you have to fight for yeah. food. Um, but I always was worried that I wasn't going to have enough. Well, maybe it's because, I mean, you guys grew up, but you poor. And like, I know there was times, right? When you had yeah. to like figure out, it was like, oh, what are we going to eat? So I mean, like, it probably comes from that. Yeah, right? probably. That would be my assumption of that. But but now you're not like that. Yeah. I mean, I've even seen the change like in your, the way you think about food from like the year and a half I've known you. You used to be like very, like at least when we were in Connecticut, like more worked up and stressed about it. Like, what are we going to do for lunch? I'm like, we just finished breakfast. It's got to be okay. No, because to (laughs) me, it's all like a time management thing. Yeah. And I get so stressed because... I don't want to get to the place where I'm starving and I make a bad choice because that's generally what happens. And so, and when my blood sugar drops, I get like, ooh, I'm not good. I don't understand what's happening. I get really like un-okay. So, um, yeah, so I don't like to feel like that. So now I just have- So I used to carry Kind Bars in my fanny pack for Maria. 
Yeah, which I'm <laughs> allergic to. Thanks. Oh, well, okay. Now we didn't know that back then. Okay, <laughs> didn't know back then. Um, I um, I have an aversion to granola bars because I was also eating them when I was kind of um, in different parts of like trying to lose weight. I remember different parts of trying to lose weight. I did a few different fad things like the grapefruit diet, the coffee diet, the whatever it's a diet. Coffee diet. I don't remember. This was in college. Crazy. And then, um, and then granola bars, and I just like OD'd on like eggs and granola bars. Yep. So, um, but now it's funny. So, well, not funny, but I really want to go like on an allergy campaign. I need mm-hmm. maybe I'll reach out to an allergy company and be like, I need to be your spokesperson now because I need to like help people understand that they're suffering because I can't be the only person that didn't know they were allergic to so many things. And I, I'm a bright person, yeah. but I feel really stupid <laughs> right now. So all of these years, guys, and I know I've mentioned bits and pieces on the show, all of these years, I have suffered to be able to breathe, like literally like anaphylactic shock, like having to almost go to the hospital. But I have a very high tolerance for pain, or maybe it's not a high tolerance, I just know how to just suffer and survive, right? I just can do it, unfortunately. So um, I, for years, thought I was having massive asthma attacks. I also thought it was probably my dogs because when I had my shepherd, I would get hives and I would get allergic to him. Okay. No. I was eating oatmeal every day. I'm allergic to oats. The only way I figured it out was when I started getting oat milk in my coffee And on my shin, I started getting itchy patches of like hives. And so I was like, oh, it's the oat milk. It was very obvious to me. Okay. So then I realized, whoa, for years I was eating oatmeal and running. My life was a tornado. I told you it was like 18, 20 hour days, seven days a week, like a mad human on planes, packing, moving, didn't even know where I was at any. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Given point. So how the heck would I have even noticed that my body was screaming to me, right? So that was one. Um, I was eating... Um, uh, what was the list? Oh, red wine. So my mom's allergic to sulfa, which is part of the sulfites family. I never knew what she, what sulfa meant. I thought it was some kind of heavy metal or something like, Oh, okay, cool. Why does she even mention it? It's not like she's going to eat metal. I had no idea. Um, until quarantine, we were playing Uno. I was drinking my silver Oak, having a nice glass of wine. And then I couldn't breathe right after. And I go, Oh, it's the wine. So I'm allergic to sulfites. Okay. 
last night or yesterday afternoon for lunch, I ate these little um, ground beef cabbage roll-ups with a little bit of brown rice in them. Couldn't breathe five minutes later. Like, (gasps) wheezing, can't breathe, inhaler, only working for a small amount of time, quick relief, but then back to not being able to breathe. Had no idea why this is happening. So then I looked up brown rice and you said, I think there's something that's in that that's also in oats, which is true. It's called bran. Now I know why when I eat raisin bran, I also get allergic. Yeah. Not as strong, I don't think, because I would have noticed the strong, strong connection. I don't know. I also am kind of just wondering how aware I've been when I have my cereal because I usually go to bed at night. Right. I've had a couple bites of Kevin's. Maybe it's just because <laughs> I've only had a couple bites. So, and then when I was in my tub recently, I used this rose like mm. bath bomb, super allergic, couldn't breathe. Yeah. So, and then I had a rose tea, super allergic, couldn't breathe. So now Wild. I made a list. I have an appointment. I made a list of all of the things I believe I'm allergic to, and I'm going to go get this allergy panel. And by the way, there's a UCLA right in my town. So rather than having to drive down to the main one that's massive, I'm so excited. I'm just going to go right down the street. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing your appointments, see if they have satellite offices. So you don't have to go downtown or wherever the doctor is. See if there's a satellite office that's closer to you, because this is like game changing for me right Mm now. And better together, fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, How can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help better together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five star rating and a comment, on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menuno's Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Are you doing the pitless skin, like the panel test? I have no idea. Probably. I'm just curious because, and maybe this would actually be a question for Melissa too. I wonder if she went through any of this. I know with me, like I know I'm allergic to some stuff, but sometimes those like just the skin panel doesn't show you. Mm. And so it's, it's a, It's an interesting game. And I think a lot of us are also sensitive to things and not fully allergic to things. So like Maria said, it's like, you just have to, you have to be aware. She wasn't aware 20 years ago. She she was like, I can't breathe. No, for 20 something years, I wasn't like, it's now 23 years of living in LA or 24 years. And I, or I don't know, no, 21 thousand a long time it's a long friggin' time yeah. anyway for a long time my whole adult life i have not paid attention till this last year right and so if you can't breathe and you have asthma sometimes it's not your asthma everybody it's allergies to food or you could even if you have a really high allergy just touching it i mean i did a lot of research last night mm-hmm. by the way you saw my thing about SIBO yep. with bran yeah so mm-hmm. bran can cause um undigestible blocks in your bowels. I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, I know I'm super crazy allergic to dust. Like, if I don't vacuum my room at least once a week, I wake up with like a... <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I think um, I'm going to become an allergy spokesperson because I'm very passionate about this You're gonna right now. You're going to be an allergy spokesperson. I'm going to be a SIBO doula and we're going to take on the world. A SIBO doula. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm excited and I'm scared because brand is in so many things like yeah. wheat flour. But you know what's funny? Hmm. Your body knows. So I've always had an aversion to rice. I've never wanted risotto. Like, I just am like, ugh, rice, mm. ugh, risotto, ugh, barley, ugh. All those things are supposedly what I'm allergic to. And wheat flour, like, once in a while I have wheat, but I'm like, nah, I'd rather not eat bread. I just never wanted any of that stuff. It's funny, it snuck into this little thing I ate yesterday, and that's the only reason I had brown rice. I'm not going to eat brown rice normally. The only rice I eat is with sushi, but right. white rice doesn't have the brand because they take that piece off when they, they make white they rice. They take the husk off or the whatever. Husk. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's my PSA for the day, everybody. <laughs> In the meantime, Melissa Wood Tepperberg of Melissa Wood Health is a mom, wife, digital entrepreneur, founder of Melissa Wood Health and creator of the MWH Method. If you haven't figured it out, Melissa Wood Health Method isn't just about building a body you desire. It's about building a better, stronger relationship with yourself. We're so excited to get into it today with Melissa. Our Hill Squad welcomes you, Melissa. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. So uh, we were just talking about allergies. I don't know if you got to hear any of it, but um, I have just recently become aware of a lot of allergies that I have just tolerated and suffered through. And I mean, like, not, oh, I have, some. by the way, the hives I used to have, the all, like from like here down, sleeping in ice packs, no one knew what it was. No one said, oh, you might be allergic to something. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, or actually I did do an allergy panel back then of some sort, and they told me I was allergic to like some shellfish. Oh, I got to add that to the list. Remind me, Kelsey, because I forgot <laughs> okay. that one. So book that I'm like on my team. I'm like, you guys, we need to create this book. No, seriously. I want to become an allergy like advocate right now because I am a bright human, Melissa, I swear, but I have been very unbright with my health sometimes. And so I thought it was my asthma every time I couldn't breathe. And I mean, like, couldn't breathe, like have to go to the hospital, can't breathe. Like lungs are shut down, not throat, lungs yeah. are just it's like a an elephant is on my lungs you could go <gasps> like that and wheezing and so it happened again last night after i ate a little bit of brown rice okay. so now the brown rice you start to realize i'm also allergic to oat which has bran in both contained brands so now i'm like oh there's this other slew of things that i probably have been eating that have made me at least sensitive and inflamed, which also then leads to more disease. And I just was laughing because I didn't even realize as I was saying it that we have you on standby and maybe you had these experiences or maybe you help people through this, but it's crazy. I know it is. I mean, I have been through, um, like, I mean, I went through such a transition when I was entering this space when I had a really bad acne of, you know, going to every doctor and being told, that it had nothing to do with the food I was eating or, and I I just knew I was like, there has to be a connection within that 
is it's all connected. Yeah. They make you feel like an alien when it's acne. Like it's just something that you got fucked and now you just have acne. (laughs) Right. I was like, you didn't feel like it never sat with me. So I did go. You're the unlucky human that has acne. So sorry. We're just going to have to just spend thousands of dollars on medications. We'll just prescribe, you know, scamster series a and scamster series b i I, did all of that to me too and i'm like no this doesn't make sense no i know i mean i listened so in depth on your story that you did that the podcast that you did with the skinny confidential i love lauren and michael and it was just i'm i mean wow it like takes my breath away oh thank you you know you know you know we we know our we, when we actually, no, we don't always know. We don't always know, but it's, it's getting yourself to a place of knowing something doesn't feel right. And then getting to the source of the problem. Because well, I think a lot of things these days don't get to the source. Well, I think it's really making people aware of how the medical system works because I used to be under the impression when I was younger, oh, well, they check my blood. They'll know if I'm dying of this or that, or if I have this or this. And it's like, no, they actually only check a few different things. They check your thyroid, they check your A1C, anything further than like your red blood cell count, certain things. Those are specialized tests that you only get if you come in with symptoms of things. So now you're already in the hot seat and they're like, yep, confirmed, you're dying. (laughs) Like, don't think that they're, that they know, they don't even know your blood type. You have to ask to get your blood type tested So I think we think that doctors are like God and we walk in and they just look at us and they know, but they don't. No, I mean, look, it's, we need them for so, right. Thank God for them. But there are so many other resources and it's, you know, it's a lot of what got me into this, into the wellness space to begin with, because I was being told from everyone that, you know, I needed to go on Accutane for a second time. I needed to take all, all of these topical ointments. And my acne was a signal within my body telling me something, something was not working in my life. It was, I, that's what I think. I think that it was a deep rooted, um, for me, it wasn't even like, uh, something that I was going through that was, yes, it was negative, but it was like, it was a signal, something it was trying to tell me something. You know, it's your skin is deeply connected to your gut. And that was it. Like, that was like the tip of the iceberg where I was like, okay, so if you're telling me that, and then I started looking at what I was eating and not only what I was putting in my body, putting on my body, the thoughts I was consistently thinking, and it was all toxic. It was all heavy and negative. And the more that I connected to that, I knew I was like, this is it's all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go to It first came into the house because of Kevin, he was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. It's, It's a lot within, you know, the things that are going on in my mind that I'm constantly processing in my mind and it was coming out in my skin. You know, some people hold weight or have other, you know, even allergies. There's a lot of other things that your, how your body responds to things. And that unfortunately was one of the things for me amongst many other. Yeah. We're going to get into all of them. Um, I do want to stick on acne for a second because I have, I had to deal with it myself and heal myself. I then helped another friend um, with hers and hers was super bad and we got her super good. Um, I just helped another um, friend. um, Actually, somebody was taking care of my mom. I said, listen, let's fix this. I have an idea. I have a plan. And it worked and it was like crazy amazing. So now I think I'm like four for four. I just took on another patient. (laughs) I said, come over. I'm going to go through the plan with you. We're going to get you good. And so I can't wait to be five for five, but I'm curious to know how you did it and how you advise people. And then I want you to also cover if you can, is there a solution to the scarring that sometimes occurs when you have deep cystic kind of acne? Yes. So I have a DIY version and then one that, you know, is more of a treatment that costs more money, but when I, when I had cystic acne all over my face, down my jaw, all over my back, I, like I said, I was seeing everyone and it was right at the time when it got really, really bad when I was modeling at the time. And I was, you know, go to sit in the makeup chair and every makeup artist would be like, Oh, I mean, your skin as if I didn't already know, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just like eating away at my soul. So I started meditating at this time because I was, it was like, I couldn't handle the way that I felt. And I was just embarrassed to do everything. It was literally, you know, just closing. I was like closing doors to life. So once I started meditating, it all started to shift for me. And what it allowed me to really see was that I had been so awful to myself for so many years. And when I looked in the mirror, I only saw what was wrong with me and what I needed to fix. And I never, I was never kind to myself ever. I never thought I was enough. Something always needed, you know, work. And I started to see my relationship with myself, which in turn, you know, helped me see my relationship with the world with my work, with my friends, with my, at the time, my boyfriend, now husband at the time. And when I say this, I really am not kidding. It's the first thing that I I share to people when they reach out to me with these stories about acne. And the reason being is because I lived in a spiral of flight or flight, fight or flight, constantly living in fight or flight. And my nervous system was completely out of whack. So 
meditation helps you connect with your parasympathetic, your rest and digest. So the more that I meditated, I just, I noticed it slowly starting to become less inflamed Hmm. where I was like always red and irritated and it was becoming less. And then the more that I connected with the power of my thoughts, how it really ignited the shift within my body and my mind, I started to take a deeper dive at what was on my plate. And that's what really opened up the realm for me, you know, shifting towards a plant-based, I call it plant focused. You know, I eat a plant focused um, diet now because I've tried not to put myself in such a hard box. I had, you know, a history of an eating disorder. So I think when things are a less, less labeled, it's better for me, but it, I, I started slowly eliminating trigger foods, high inflammation foods. So animal products, gluten, dairy, and it made a massive difference. It went from covered to clearing and covered here, which is also a lot of stress. And it was like astounding because I was, try, you know, like I think when you're in that space where you feel like you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and then you start to see the light and it, it just got me really interested in healing myself. And at the time I was, I had such a, like I said, a, a bad relationship, my relationship to myself. It was not only that, it was my relationship to exercise, to how I talked to myself when I would eat a meal. Like it was crazy. And I, it just all became very vivid. My awareness and my consciousness really opened up and it's, I mean, it changed. It's why I'm here. It's why I'm doing this work because I, I still, I meditate every single day because it's, it's helped me look at life through the lens of love. And it sounds so crazy, but it helped me to love and accept myself and to be able to guide people in that way. I mean, look, of course I can walk you through an elimination diet. There's supplements you can take. There's you know, changing your skincare, changing your, your, your home care, the laundry detergents, all of the things do make an impact. But the most important thing is to work on the power of your mind. Mm. It reminds me as you're talking about, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I bet you have. Have you seen physical on Apple? No. (gasps) I know. I don't watch many things. No, no, no. Melissa, you have to watch this one. Okay, I will. You have to watch this one because it's exactly what you just said. You're Mm -hmm. watching faux Jane Fonda. I call it faux (laughs) Jane Fonda because it's like they stole her story in a sense. It's like her story. And what they show is her inner monologue. Mm -hmm. So I don't even need to hear you tell me what you would say to yourself. I'm going to ask you for the benefit of everybody else. Mm -hmm. But... You watch her as a character in this show abuse herself. You're so stupid. You're so fat. You're so ugly. You're so this. You're so that. And you need to work out more. And and I'm like, the hairs on my arms are just sticking straight up because we all beat ourselves up inside and we don't even realize. Right? And then what's crazy is then you're attracting those people too to beat you up. Um, and so it's, it's bananas. So I think you'll, 
definitely love watching the show in one way, probably hate it in another, but it's, it's such an interesting uh, experiment and kind of example for us all to see like, whoa, here's this beautiful woman beating herself up. I imagine how many other women are beating themselves up, right? Um, so I would love to kind of understand a little bit more about like, what, what were you saying so that other people can maybe connect? at the time when I didn't feel enough, oh, I mean, I was never thin enough. I was always too fat. My thighs were always too thick. My skin was always broken out. Um, It was like, I didn't like my, this part of my, it's like, it's, it it also does go back to, unfortunately, at that, that time as a model, you are measured and you're told that you need to work on certain areas of your body. Thank God the industry is shifting and there's such a movement with oh, mm-hmm. just accepting women as they are. But, you know, it was like this, I don't even like to call it, it's like the skin. <laughs> I don't want to call it's it like, that. It's, it's like, like this upper boob armpit, armpit skin. I had such a complex of that yeah. for years. And I just like, I, I mean, I, I am, you have to laugh, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, like the fact that I want to wear certain things and I was so self-conscious. I mean, the list unfortunately goes on and it's, it, it, my meditation practice really helped me observe it from like the inside out. How though? Because I've meditated. Little girl. I've meditated and I, I don't see how I can get to that place. And I bet other people don't. So how did you get to that place where meditation transformed you in that way, where you stop thinking about your upper boob armpit, you know, area or your thighs, what clicked, like how, and when did that click for you? The, the commitment to the practice. I have a real, um, commitment to my practice because on the days that I don't show up for this work, I am very different. I'm so reactive. I am bitchier. I'm moodier. My highs are high. My lows are low. And I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. It's I'm so anxious. Mm. It's like, you know, I, I can definitely run anxious. I don't even like to say I have anxiety because I will not allow myself to attach to that permanently because then you walk around thinking like I have anxiety. I just have anxiety. I mean, you know, and I'm like, no, no, I can get anxious, but I am not anxiety. It does not define me. So 
for me, it's being able to, it's not, it's, it's, it's so much work. It's so much work because I don't want to do it every day. <laughs> I'll just be so honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that's how I think everybody feels, but I really don't. I had such a morning with my kids. It was a nightmare of a morning and my anxiety was like up in my throat. And I'm like, you know what? The last thing I want to do is the thing I need to do right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stop looking at my phone and I need this. I need this for my sanity, for myself, but also for everyone I come in contact with. I'm like, trust me, you want me to carve out that time in the day because <laughs> I'm different. I am, yeah. I am different. I'm a little you know, quicker on the tongue and not as pleasant. Listen, I'm a nice person. I've always been, you know, very kind, but I, I have a different edge to me when I don't. So for me, it's being able to be honest with myself and to see myself, see that version of myself and then see the version of myself that I know that's who I am at the core. I know Mm -hmm. that's who I am. And some people have to work a little harder than others to get there. And and I know it's because of my upbringing and unfortunate tools that I attached myself to for so long that were my coping mechanisms for survival that I want to run back to. But I know that those are short-term, you know, solutions that will never help heal the source of what is going on. And it's, it really comes back to just being on that hamster wheel of endless anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. What if the I'm, you know, I'm not enough. And in order for me to continually strengthen that muscle of my mind, just like if you want to see results in the gym or on the mat at home, you work out consistently, right? So for me, I, I like to look at it in that sense. And it, Marianne Williamson always said this when I would go listen to her speak live in New York. And she said, you know, everyone's working out and we're working the muscles in our body, but what about the muscles in our mind? They need to be worked too. Mm -hmm. Just, it just every morning, it's like, I, I tell myself every morning, I mean, I have, it's an inner battle with even working out and, and I, this is what I do for a living, but I know that this practice has transformed me from the inside out because I am not the person sitting here before you that I was, I mean, years ago, even Mm -hmm. last year. And I know it's because I'm continually evolving to who I'm really meant to be the best version of myself through this work. And it's what keeps me coming back. Yeah. Asking myself, how bad do I want to feel good today? Ooh. how bad do I want to feel good today? That's it. And it gets me. And that's why I share five minute arm series or a five minute ab series or a five minute stroller series that I do in the freaking park, you know, because I actually, it's not about, you know, really building this physique I desire, which is what I used to connect to Mm -hmm. before I meditated. It was like, I went to the gym for one thing to get smaller and to be more toned. And it never happened. (laughs) It did the reverse. It was like, I was gaining weight. I was getting acne because I was so hard on myself, but I shared these smaller routines because you don't always have enough Mm -hmm. all the time in the world. And it's, 
about more so than anything, staying consistent with it. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Sometimes five minutes makes all the difference in your mood. Mm -hmm. I know Pooja and I were writing up my post yesterday. I have an Instagram post that's going to go out. And, you know, I lost 40 pounds years ago and wrote about it in one of my books, um, chronicling the journey. It took 11 and a half months. I was not on a diet. I was just making better choices, making small changes. And my workouts in the beginning for the first six months were almost non-existent, but it was like I would do something in bed. I would do some sit-ups in bed, whatever my lazy ass could like go to the next level <laughs> or like I would take the stairs or there's ways to get it in. If I'm cooking, I'll do like push-ups off my counter or I'll do some squats. Like I'll just get it in when I can and there'll be the accumulation that will happen. But really it's more mentally satisfying because it's like, okay, I'm doing something. Something's better than nothing. And yeah. so I think that's really smart and really helpful for people because Nobody has time these days. No, I call it micro moments to yourself. I find these micro moments, which sometimes it's five minutes here, but I just did, I literally just did a meditation before this because I was like, God, I'm so anxious today. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. We're going to breathe into the anxiety. Like it's here with me. Welcome it in. We're not pushing, forcing it away. And it really, it's, I mean, it's, it's changed me as a person and that's why I share it so passionately because I know that when you commit to yourself and whatever it is, you know, that makes you feel better, whatever practice it is, it doesn't have to be me. It could be any practice that your life can become just, you know, beautiful beyond anything you ever could have imagined. So everybody has to find their thing, right? Like I've, I've done different kinds of meditation. I've done TM. Um, I found one that I love um, called the Soul Sync. That oh, really, yeah. when I do it, I feel like I float up into the sky. I feel so good. Uh, not consistent with it, but I am a different person when I do it, and my day is better. I just need to ask myself, how bad do I want to feel good? I freaking okay. love that. Um, it's really but what I have done recently, and I think when you're kind of pushed to the brink, that's usually when you find something. And yeah. so recently I found myself waking up with a million thoughts in a way that was different than normal. It was like I couldn't control myself. It was like a car out of control in my brain. And I said, I need help. What do I do? What do I do? And I said, yoga nidra, do yoga nidra. So I did yoga nidra. And it just changed everything. Oh, yeah. And what I love about Yoga Nidra is they say whatever intention you set in there will come because you're planting it in the 90% of the consciousness that you don't use. And so there's a side of me that feels like I'm playing the lottery and it's like, hey, it's going to happen. I'm going to win the <laughs> ticket. So I've been doing that. I found a wedge of time. So I think the key, at least for me, because I've been consistent now with it and I'm feeling great. I went from almost having another nervous breakdown to not, and then flipping the switch within 24 hours and feeling way, way different. I went from that. And I also did a session with Brian Mahan, our somatic expression healer. So thank you. Um, but I think that it's about finding what that time is that you can actually wedge it in. So some people will do things like they'll wake up at 5 a.m. because their kids aren't waking up till 6 and they'll have their me time then. You got to figure out what your slot of time is where you can fit this in. 
and make that commitment to yourself. So I found after I wake up and feed the dogs and potty them, I get back into bed and I do my 20 minute yoga nidra and my whole body is like just unbelievably calm. Like nothing could make it this calm. And now I'm getting addicted to that feeling. I'm like, okay, I can do this. This feels good. It's not work to me because she's just guiding me and telling me what to think of, what body parts to think of. And it's magical. So I do think the key is finding what works for you. I'm curious to know what meditation you use. Like what's your like specific, is it a TM or is it a guided? So I am, you know, I started with TM. That's how I learned how to meditate. And then I've tried, you know, I really like to take on a bunch of different things. It's similar to how I created my own method and then blend it into what works for me. So right now I have been dabbling back and forth between TM where I strive, keyword guys, (laughs) strive (laughs) for 20 minutes in the morning and then 20 minutes in I, when I'm putting the kids down, like when my daughter's in her crib, I'll do a meditation when I'm waiting for her to fall asleep. And I, I do that consistently just about every day, but I've been weaving in some elements of Kundalini where I'll start with Kundalini and then end with my TM practice. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm on this, I'm definitely in this ex, as a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Experimental phase right now where I'm trying on a few other things to see because I've, I've just noticed this like heightened anxiety within myself. So I'm like, you know what, let's try deeper breath work or other things to see how I feel. And I really like it. I love, I love seeing what's out there. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, when I guide, I, I guide, but when I do a meditation myself, I don't necessarily go to be guided, but I do have some guided meditations that I love. I love Tara Brock and if I'm getting, you know, doing my makeup and I didn't have an opportunity that day, or if I'm walking to the office, those are my micro moments where I'm like, okay, you know, like, sure, you could listen to a podcast right now, but let's just get some sort of meditative movement for the mind in while I'm doing my makeup or whatever it is. And I I do want to say one thing that I think is the most important thing for, you know, when finding what works for you, what helped me discover that my former way of moving my body was not serving me was I went into it feeling anxious and I left feeling more anxious. So I think just because you're working out, it may not 
be the Mm. best for you. So I, that's where meditation for me helped me really align myself with the things that were actually serving me and, and to be able to separate myself to say, oh, well, maybe that sort of intensity doesn't work for me because I'm feeling like I feel horrible. So I think the more that you just, you get clear, not only on what you think you need, but listening to your body and how it responds to something after is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's always important for people to explain things like that because then you understand, like even me talking about the allergies, I'm like, hopefully someone else who's like not realizing will understand. So I love the explanation of, I went in anxious and I left anxious, big clues, But when we're busy and you're walking in on your phone and you're, you know, telling your babysitter like, hey, I'm going to be gone for, you know, a little longer than I thought and you're anxious, you're not going to realize it probably, right? So you need to um, give yourself those moments to think like, is this working for me? Does this feel good? Ask yourself those questions going in, going out, then you can kind of figure that out. I feel like there's so much I want to get to with you. Um, So... You dealt with disordered eating. I've never heard of disordered eating. Um, So I want to know more about that and what helped get you through it. Um, Well, it was an eating disorder. I was bulimic for a handful, about five years. I never allowed myself to say that, of course, because I didn't think I had an eating disorder because I was so ashamed of it. And I think it's, it's not something, I don't know that anyone wants to come out and say that, but for me, it was being able to identify my relationship with food and knowing that my thoughts around food were, I had a disordered way of thinking about food and the way I would, you know, allow myself to eat certain things and then not touch other things. And it really was, I mean, it was at a point in my life where I was just, fueled and living on anxiety. That's like how I ran every single day. And I also was pushing a lot of things down in my life, not allowing myself to feel. So that was my coping mechanism was being able to fill myself up and then release and let it all out so that I could actually let it go. But you know, it was an interesting period of my life because it was, it was so random when it would happen. It was never this, like every single day, it was never like that for me, but I would have bad runs where it would be like a week or two weeks consistently. And then I wanted to, you know, do it for a month. So I was like, Oh, this is just a thing. You know, this just happens when I, I don't feel great. And through therapy and, being able to be honest with myself. That was the hardest thing. And and even being honest in therapy that it was this reoccurring thing that I resorted to when I felt any sort of anxiety within, it was like, that's what I wanted to lean on because it was such a release for me. But it, it was also tied to the way that my mindset was at that point in my life. I lived in that. I'm not enough. I need to, oh my God, you ate that disgusting. You need to get rid of it mindset where it was just, it bled into every other thing. So was it taking place when you were modeling? I was still modeling. Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah, do you think the modeling world kind of helped kind of encourage this in a sense or did it happen because of that or was it happening before? No, it was, it wasn't a direct result of modeling. It definitely was a a leading culprit that, you know, I think made it stay consistent in my life, but it was, it was a lot of childhood traumas. I think just things that I never faced or really understood and being able to understand, like, for me, it actually had nothing to ever do with food. I eating most eating disorders have nothing to do with food. It's a tool that you use when your mind is unfortunately in a disordered way of thinking. And that's, that was my tool. You know, some people run on the treadmill for hours or binge drink or do drugs. And it was that for me. And I think I'll, I'll always come back to this because it, it's really hard to be honest with yourself, but I, I wanted help. I got to a breaking point where I knew I could not live my life the way I was living it. And I, I also knew who I wanted to become and it would have never lined up. I couldn't be who I am today if, if I continued that lifestyle. So being able to admit I needed help and to no longer rely on my own strength is what led me to seeing a therapist and then working with a health coach, a life coach, a spiritual coach, whatever, whatever it is you connect to. And, you know, I've always been someone who likes to try a lot of things on and to really experiment with what works best for me. And I mean, that's what led me to becoming a health coach to work with people and to be able to help them see that usually what they were coming to me for wasn't, that was not the underlying issue. It never was, you know? So to be able to guide someone in that way was, it was so, it was such an incredible journey that I went through, but I always knew there was just something else that I wasn't scratching the surface of. This was before I was teaching and yeah, I just, the more clarity that I've gained within and the more healing, it's like, well, I'm always healing. Like to, I need to heal from my morning, but it's, <laughs> it, you know, being able to know that it's, there is no like end result. Like for me, I'm not like, okay, I'm going to get to this point. And then I, I don't have to meditate anymore. It's like, this is through and through, like this is a, this is a lifestyle that, that I'm committing to because without it, I can go the other direction real quick. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. I, I know that you had, um, some challenges in the modeling world and, um, there were some things that were said, (laughs) Um, share some of those things because there was a video that went viral. I don't know if you saw it. There was a a video that went viral just recently about a girl who was about to do photo shoot and the photographer told her, I think it was to leave and come back when she's lost some weight and God bless this girl. She went at him and it went totally viral. Do you have the clip, Kelsey? I'll let you hear it. Listen to this. Now imagine everyone, let me set the stage. Here's this beautiful girl. She's getting, you know, she's standing on the set, right? Like right next to the stool with the white background 
and the photographer's on the other end. You don't see him, but she is like standing up for herself. And so listen to this. Okay, I'm going to play it for you guys. I was at my shoot today, and the photographer told me to not eat until the next shoot so I would lose weight. My friend was secretly filming me. chills all the way down my body. She's my hero. I mean, wow. She's right. But this is where it's changed. What? I have chills. Yeah. This is where it's changed because, you know, I modeled when I was younger too. And, um, and I just knew at some point this wasn't the world for me because, I was like, I like eating <laughs> and I'm always going to have a little extra baklava going on or whatever. And so I was like, I think I'm going to be on TV. I don't think they, they judge people on TV as bad as they do with models. And so I, I made a little shift, but no one could really stay. I mean, listen, we always had the power. It's just a different time. There's more strength in numbers now. Now that video goes viral. She gets the reward for standing up for herself before you just lose the job and now you're, you feel like a failure in your home. Right. And absolutely. I mean, yes, I definitely, I I wasn't signed with an agency until I lost 15 pounds. So imagine a 22 year old girl, 23, who first of all is insecure, zero confidence, but is told I'm going to be signed by this incredible agency. So yeah, it definitely did a number on me without a doubt. And, you know, I think it was a different time. I I also worked as a fit model. So I had to stay a certain size in order to keep my clients. And if my, I I lost clients all the time for gaining weight, for like gaining like two pounds, five pounds. So, but you had a similar experience to this girl, I feel like, right? Wasn't there a time when a photographer told you you had to lose weight to do? No, never like that on oh. set. It was my, it was an agent. Okay. Yeah. So I think at one point or another, even unfortunately, some of the thinnest girls I'm sure have been told, oh, you look a little different. Like you should, you know, just, I was always told I should change my workouts. By the way, the workouts they were advising me to do were not the ones that were it wasn't, nothing was working. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy world that luckily is changing. Thank God. So the opening to this, I talked 
I told everybody that you're going to teach us how to be comfortable in our skin (laughs) and how to truly and authentically love yourself. How do you get us there? So I really believe it. It all starts with looking at how you're living your life, right? Like just taking it so many step back, steps back to just looking at how you wake up in the morning. What's the first thing that you do? Most people touch their phone the second they wake up. So just imagine, right? It's like your nervous system is already constantly living in fight or flight and you grab your phone and your entire day is run off all of the things you have to do for other people, right? You're doing nothing to take care of yourself first. So I am a really big believer to give yourself those 20, if you can, 30 minutes when you wake up to just be, to really, you know, for me, it's, it's a gratitude practice. Just a second, my feet hit the floor saying what I'm grateful for. And then coming back to my rituals, to my practice, the things that ground me. So going in the kitchen, warm water with lemon. Ideally, I will have that and then meditate before my kids wake up. My daughter woke up at 5 a.m. today. So my (laughs) 5 a.m. wake up routine was out the window, hence the wave of anxiety. She also was like fighting me for chips at 5. And I was like, you're three. And she was like, I want you. Yeah, she's really three too. (laughs) So (laughs) going back to, it's like going back to basics, right? Let's like break it down and doing your meditation practice, whatever it is. For me, it's, it's giving myself those 20 minutes of stillness, whether it's TM, whether it's listening to a Kundalini meditation first, um, yoga nidra, whatever it is. And then I, and then I, I do It's like the kids are up. I touch my phone, but the groundwork has been set for me. And I think for someone who, you know, I have these, these younger girls who reach out all the time and will say, you know, I, I don't love myself. I've listened to your podcast. Like what advice would you give? And, and I think while I love social media, it has allowed me to create an incredible, business and to connect with a community beyond anything I ever could have imagined. We have to look at how much time we give to it, how much it can suck your soul. So, you know, what you give yourself to consumes you. And for, for me, when I was in that empty space where I didn't love myself, reading a book like you can heal your life by Louise Hay or a return to love by Marianne Williamson. Those two books became like my bedside Bibles. And to, you know, one mantra that I pulled from you can heal your life that really, really helped me and still helps me when I'm having these moments is to, you know, I would put this up literally on my mirror. I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. So no matter where you want to be or what you want to work towards. We all have things that we desire or that we're working towards, but to love yourself in this moment right now, as you are, whether you're 20 pounds, hundred pounds overweight, um, you don't like the way you look. It starts to plant this seed of love and acceptance in your mind and your body and the way that your essence, in your essence and the way you move about your day. So that's one, that's one way. And 
I, I do think moving your body in a way that you love yourself. So not moving because you want to lose weight or because you're not happy with your body. You know, I think trying to shift your mindset and it takes time. I still am constantly working at strengthening my mind, but when you do stay consistent with it, it starts to mold a new way of life in the way about you, the way you move about your day. So instead of, you know, getting on the mat and being like, Oh God, like look at my thighs today. It's like, I am choosing to attach myself to the things that are going to help me just become a better version of myself. So I think that like a lot, when, even when I was coaching clients and clients would come in and they all, most people saw me because they wanted to lose weight. And I would, you know, take them on this journey of how are you waking up in the morning? And they'd be like, can you just give me a, a food plan? And I'm like, it's, this has nothing to do with food. And of course we made tweaks and, you know, I gave them things that they could do, which do help, but it all starts here. Yeah. It all starts here. So it's, it's a retraining of the brain and I've had to do it. I still do it daily. And it's, I think just trying it on. I am really gentle with sharing that because I don't have all the answers. I've been doing this for, you know, teaching for six years now, but I've been in the space for 10 years. I'm not an expert. I I'm still a student and I'm still learning and seeing what works for me along the way. And I just, I love to share all of the things because I know what it feels like not to love yourself. It's painful. It hurts. It's not, you know, there's no enjoyment in your life. So I think being able to look at all of these things and then also looking at what you're eating, looking at who you spend your time with, who you give your energy to, not just people, but the books you're reading, the social media accounts you follow, it all makes such a difference. Mm. And I think we really need to speak about it more because these younger generations, it's, it's like, I think they're in 90% of their days in their phone. Yeah. I think my kind of, um, roundup of all of that is, is it's not just, um, one thing. There's no cure all. Okay. Now you're going to love yourself. It's an accumulation of choices that will get you there. And so when you love yourself, you're giving yourself time you're giving yourself space. You are seeking like-minded people. You are realizing that food isn't just physical, it's energetic. It's, um, it's what you're consuming, you know, visually, you know, auditorily, whatever. So, um, I think I might've created a word, but it's cool. You guys know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I create words all the time. Um, <laughs> But the point is, is like, and, and I learned this with Tony Robbins, it's like you can, you can let the world feed your mind or you can feed your mind. So if you're going to be on social media, I hate social media. I think it's literally the devil. I think it's, you know, Armageddon, but that's fine. We'll get there. Um, so my husband luckily just got off of it and he's such a happier human. Yes. I think if you're going to be on social media, that you should mute anything that doesn't make you feel good instantly. And just follow, like you said, basically the accounts that are going to feed you good, positive things, because there is a positive tool in there to yeah. use. 
Um, it's your friends, like you said, it's all of that. So you have to make all of these choices that will start to put you on a different path where you can continue to make better choices and keep evolving and growing. And that's where the love will come and the acceptance. You guys, can you write that on? (laughs) No, it's so true. Thank you. It's like under this umbrella of all of these, you know, it's all encompassing. And I think I do really believe it starts with strengthening the mind because then you mm-hmm. start to see life through a different lens mm-hmm. and all of your choices start to align with, I think like with the desire, right? It's like, what do you desire? Well, in order, you have to make these choices and take this action in order to make this a reality. So that was beautiful. And that, that is, it's an accumulation of the choices. And, um, I think just being mindful about them all. Yep. Well, Melissa, this was great. Thank Thank you so much for joining us. If you guys want to know more about Melissa, you can go to melissawoodhealth.com. We will put that in the description along with her app, the Melissa Wood Health app. You can get that in the app store and you can follow her on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health, excuse me, at Melissa Wood Health. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. It's such of an course. Honor. You having me. Oh, thank you. This was great. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Good. I uh, hope so. All right. So we got so a lot. Fun. We got a lot in there. If you wow. have acne, we we've we've solved some acne issues. Hopefully, I feel like I went on an emotional roller coaster. Right during that, I'm like, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Tell me yeah. what you're feeling. Well. Um, I think having struggled, but excuse my little mic, both with horrible cystic acne growing up, like same thing, whole face, having struggled with also an eating disorder. I think that like a lot of that connected with me and I kind of, you know, it was kind of while she was talking, I was like, damn, I don't think I've ever actually fully loved myself. I think that a lot of people probably feel that way. Um, so I think (laughs) that's clearly something I need to work on, but I know that a lot of my, stomach issues and my eating disorder and all that stuff came from that um, and comes from that. So I think that like training your mind and just being aware of it is so important. And I think, I mean, definitely something I know I need to work on. I'm trying to work on and I'm going to keep working on. So that's kind of everything that was going through my head. How do you know you didn't love yourself? Because when I think back, I'm like, I was never kind to myself ever, ever. I was never nice. And I think that like, like what's your example of that? Because I'm asking you mm -hmm. genuinely because I don't know. I don't know how you know if you love yourself. Yeah, (laughs) Like I'm like, do I love myself? I don't know. I have to think about this. For me, I think I kind of see love and confidence in the same. And I think I'm I'm a confident person, but like internally, I think I'm always second guessing, questioning, picking apart. For me, it's more picking apart pieces of my body when I was, super, super small. I was still not small enough. I look back at pictures now and I'm like, Jesus Lord. Now it's like the stomach stuff. I'm too big. I'm the arm that like everything I'm Mm. constantly picking apart. And I think that, you know, I never fully thought that I didn't love myself because I wasn't saying like the super words of like, Oh, you're like, you're ugly. You're awful. You're fat. You're this, but you're, I was saying like a degree of that. So I was like, Oh no, I'm fine. Mm. I'm nice to myself because I'm not saying those big words, Mm. but I'm like, 
You yeah, pick apart the little things, like I wish my eye was more like this, literally. or I wish my lip was more like that, I or I wish wear, my knees were more like this, yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, it's like I can't wear this shirt because my arms. So I'm not like, oh, you're horrible and your arms suck, but it's like I can't wear the shirt because my arms. That's still not accepting yourself, and that's mm-hmm. still not, you know. So I don't know. That was like my brain is just. I want to re- like re-listen to that episode. Um, I thought that was really, really. That's just important yeah. and like a really good episode. I really liked it. Yeah so wild it is there's so many things to learn about ourselves like so no but it's true it's like yeah. so and i mean even i'm her 43 talk, and i'm like do i love myself no but truly and i think it's a good question like how do you know yeah how do you know if you love yourself I think how do you, i know if, if i really that's love exactly me. what i was thinking <laughs> no but it's crazy so yeah i yeah. love that oh man gotta break out the whitney there thank you um Okay. Well, that's it for us today. That Mm -hmm. was a a little bit longer than we have been going lately, but there was a lot to get in there. Um, Hope it was helpful to you guys. If it was, please share it with people. Follow us at Better Together with Maria for good, positive content to feed your mind and soul every day. Um, That's why we love what we get to do because we know hopefully what we're doing is making a difference. I mean, you guys tell us every day. So thank you. And by the way, thank you for all the comments in Apple Podcasts. Please keep them coming. We're trying to get to 2K very quickly. Um, So thank you so much. Uh, In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.